Father, we just thank you once again for the opportunity to be here this morning. And please help us, help everyone here. I don't know the needs that they have in their hearts, but um, bring your spirit to comfort and to answer the, the requests that people have. And help us to take this information and really honor your name as we bring this to our churches, our schools, wherever we are, so others can be engaged and, uh, and start to experience more of this abundant life you have for us. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I just want to go over some of the, as you recall, this is, we, we went through this already, some of the goals that we have with Adventist in Step for Life Initiative. And as I said earlier, one has to do with physical activity, miles, getting people to move, because that's a huge part of the obesity epidemic, as you saw. And the other one has to do with increasing the access to fruits. Yesterday, we talked about gardens and you know, mentioned a little bit about summer feeding sites. I will go online today with you so you can see the resources that are on the website. But I'd like to focus a little bit on the miles and the physical activity piece and uh, what we are about. I wrote one million here because this was last year's goal. Uh, I don't know if you heard about Adventist Staff for Life, you knew that we had that goal of one million miles, right? And if you're here Sabbath, you saw that actually we went beyond two million. Hey, praise God for that. Uh, to tell you the truth, it's wonderful, but I think we were much beyond two million. Problem is people did not report their miles. How many of you exercise on a regular basis? Okay. You are working on it, good. How many of you, of those who exercise, reported your miles for 2011? See, none. Which means, if we were really to report what we do, I think we would get 10 million miles, really, or more. Imagine if we could come to the country, to the lighthouse here to tell the Surgeon General, by the way, we did three times the country's goal. What an impact it would have. And I believe we are doing it. It's just that we need to capture that in the reports. And that's why I know I'm like a broken record. Did you report? Are you going to report? Did you register? <laughs> but it's because it's much greater than just you wanted to go online and report. The impact that this can have for, um, you know, this movement, you know, how we can change the, the health of the communities, starting in our own churches, can be huge if we are able to report what we are doing. Over a million miles of the two million we got came from chaplains who are in the armed forces and they are active, as you know, they are required to maintain their physical activity. And they do, three, at least three times a week, they have to be active and do an hour of physical activity. So uh, they've reported that. And so the other one million came from people from churches and schools who reported. But I'm hoping that this year, and I know this year, we, I think, we could even say three million, but I said, let's just do the two million reported. Let's see if we can get churches to do two million. And then if the chaplains do another million, that would be three million. But, and that would be meeting the country's goal. So uh, this is so important. So this year we're doing two million miles and then we're trying to get our students to get the awards. And I'll talk about awards as well later on. Now, this is what many people do. This lady, she is bought this wonderful cream, and you know, on TV, you can buy all kinds of creams and things that will make you younger and good. So she's trying to, in summertime, be ready to put her swimming suit, and so she buys this because she wants to get rid of the cellulite, right? So apply Miracle Cellulite Cream to problem areas. 
and then run 10 miles, <laughs> right? The truth is that there is no easy solution or no quick fix to cellulite or to weight or to, you know, looking good. Um, people, and I know I come from Brazil too, and one of the common things there, and I know it's here too, but there is big, is plastic surgery. Young people doing plastic surgery to look good. I have a lot of people that I know there are in their 20s, 30s, and then doing plastic surgery to get rid of the extra fat, in know, 40s, getting rid of this or that, and many of them do more, more than once, sometimes twice, because their lifestyle continues on and they need to go and have it again, just easier. Well, the truth is there is no easy fix. Uh, in 2009, the Harvard Medical School uh, of Lifestyle Medicine Institute of Lifestyle Medicine, as well as the American College of Preventive Medicine and the American College of Sports Medicine all got together. And uh, they announced the publication of this book that's called Exercise is Medicine. And it's a clinician's guide to exercise prescription. This was, now it's gonna be three years. It was launched in 2009. How many of you heard about this book? No one. Uh, we don't have any clinicians here, right, that practice in the U.S., I don't think. You practice in your, are you a nurse, a physician? Physician, have you heard of this exercise is medicine, a clinician's guide to exercise prescription? Many people have not. But this actually came uh, from a very, uh, a movement in Europe, actually, where people there, clinicians there, were talking about this need to prescribe exercise for their patients. And so it started there even before it got here. But then after that, you know, since that movement was going on, Harvard Medical School and, and you know, the three organizations decided to publish that. There was some press about it, and I mean, I'm a nurse practitioner. I heard about it through our church, really, not really through conferences and going through conferences. And um, because we were doing in-step and I was, you know, doing some research and actually this book that is going around and Dr. Hall, he is always on top of what's happening, the latest, and he's the one who told us about this. So I started prescribing exercise for my patients. As I said, I see patients once a week. And so, okay, you're gonna do 30 minutes of physical activity once a day, five days, five days a week, you know, for whatever, two months. And now there's this push. Um, not every physician knows about it and is doing it, or every health professional, but has, there has been a huge change and uh, recommendations that we should do that. We should prescribe exercise. If you go to this site, exercisesmedicine.org, you can read more about that and learn about this. And this is not something new. Uh, this is something science is telling us, but we know more over 100 years, we have been aware that this is very important for not only our physical health, but our spiritual health. I like this quote from the book Education. It says, and you can read with me, since the mind and the soul find expression through the body, both mental and spiritual vigor are in great degree dependent upon physical strength and activity. Hold a minute. Is it saying that our spiritual vigor is dependent upon our exercise? It's pretty much giving that hint, isn't it? It's saying that our mental, it's not talking about physical only, it's saying mental and spiritual vigor are in great degree dependent upon physical strength and activity. 
So whatever promotes physical health promotes the development of a strong mind and well-balanced character. So when you're exercising or becoming physically strong, it's saying that that promotes the development of a strong character, of a strong mind, and brings spiritual vigor. Isn't that interesting? Many times we run, and I know you probably run into this, I've heard this in my own church, we shouldn't be talking about exercise during worship time, you know, on Sabbath morning. We usually do it between Sabbath school and service, you know, that time. But some people think that that's not appropriate. That's not the right place. And we had in step going, actually, this program here that we relaunched now, I had it, I was the health director in my own church for many years. And I launched this, I go to a Brazilian church, and I translated this to Portuguese before I was in this role. And we launched this in my own church. So every Sabbath, we had a health minute, like five minutes, 10 minutes sometimes, where we will talk about health and different things. And I started to really, you know, talk about exercise and in-step, and people would come in, they started walking. Once every three months, we would give awards, recognize those that had the highest miles, you know, as we were doing with this initiative. And uh, some people would say, should we be doing that on Sabbath morning? But the truth is when you're helping people to engage in activities that will promote physical strength, it's actually making an impact in the spiritual vigor of people. I wish I could show you the video of one of the, the testimonies we had of a lady who, when we launched this and we created a day on Sunday where everybody would come to the park and we launched the Instep for Life. So the day before, and during that Sabbath minute, um, health minute, I brought one of my own patients from the office, not Adventist, she was a Catholic, who had a lot of issues with depression, she was overweight, she had hypertension, she had a lot of other things going on with her. And uh, once she came in, we started talking about exercise and walking every day. She started doing that with the help of her husband. After three, four months, she had lost weight. She was feeling better. She, was, she had lost actually 45 or 47 pounds in a period of three to four months. Just by changing a little bit her diet, she was still eating meat and things like that, but she cut down on the very bad foods, and she was starting to walk an hour a day. Well, I said, you need to come to my church and motivate our group because we're, la we're launching this on Sunday. So this lady came, jewelry, pants, she came there and uh, to share her story when we launched this. She, and she just said, you know, I had this, 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 and we decided to start walking and after, and she just shared her testimony, which is a powerful way of motivating people to move from, if you are aware of the stages of change, the pre-contemplative stage to the contemplative stage, when the people start thinking, oh, maybe I should, maybe walk. No, there are people that are not there. They don't want to care about it. They said, nuts for me. But when you bring people and they tell their testimony, mm -hmm. it actually helps people move. Well, one of the people watching, sitting, was this lady I was telling you about, who was really not into health. As a matter of fact, she was a little stumbling block <laughs> for us, as you have those people in a con on congregation who not only don't want to be part of it, but sometimes work against you. Yeah. And she did that not knowing, you know, it's just the way she was. And, uh, but we invited everybody, the families, to come on Sunday to launch this initiative. And she tells this testimony later. So she said, I listened, when I listened to that lady come, a Catholic 
not from the church, telling about how her life had changed. I felt like, what? Here she, this lady is, I should be, you know, doing that. We should be doing that. She's a nurse, this person. So she said, okay, I will bring my kid tomorrow and go to the park. I'm not going to participate, but at least I'll bring my kid. I'll, I'll be involved. When we, she got there, we were doing blood pressure checks on everybody and getting this PARQ form that I told you the book has. And uh, who has the book, by the way? Okay, you can take a look and pass it on. Um, and there's that form there. So she checked, checked, and she was a little concerned because two weeks before her brother had a heart attack, young guy in his 40s. And she did have history of heart disease in her family. But she said, I will just check my blood pressure, haven't done. So when she checked it, guess what? Her pressure was very high. She was scared. She's a nurse. She knows what this means. The brother just had a heart attack not long ago. So she was compelled from herself. Nobody told her, oh, you got to do it. She just saw, I need to start. So she took opportunity that day and started walking with us when we launched it. And she proposed in her heart that she would do this one hour a day, every day, except Sabbath, every day. She's a very determined person. So others are not as determined, but she was. She went on and started to walk every day, one hour a day, religiously. And then she started, uh, didn't say anything to anyone. We didn't know this was going on. A month went by. So we, we would you know, give opportunity for people to come and share their testimonies. And she said to her friends, I've already lost like nearly 20 pounds in one month. And then people were like, you know, really? But she didn't say, I didn't know that. Another month went by, she ended up losing more than 30 pounds in the period of three months when we would, again, give the awards for people after three months. So when it came time, and she had the most smiles, I mean, she was doing an hour a day, every day. And, you know, when we asked for the reports, these reports here, she would fill in religiously every day, you know, what she was doing. At that time, we didn't have the online that we have now. And she would come always on top. So um, when we went to give the awards, she got platinum awards, more than two. She had like nearly 300 miles for those three months. And, uh, and she was so excited. She was a different person and she wanted to share her testimony. So she did. I wish I could show you and you wouldn't understand because it's in Portuguese. But she says, you know, it's all great. I check my blood pressure is normal. My weight went down. Uh, I feel better. I sleep better and I have energy. But that's not the most important thing. She said, I proposed in my heart that I would pray. I would first walk alone, not with someone, because we were encouraged people to go with their husband, with a friend, someone to just, you know, encourage each other. She said, I proposed in my heart I would not walk with anyone. I would walk alone, but I would be talking to God while I walked. Amen. So she spent that hour exercising but praying. And, you know, it brought really tears to her eyes when she shared this, that God has started to work in her character through that time in a way, and she tells you, if you were to talk with her, that all those character flaws, those things, that tendencies that she had, that in over 40 years, she's like 40-some, she had a hard time dealing with, God in three months had helped her to see things and conquer things and what she could not do in all those years. She came up and she said, you know, it's not just about physical benefit. It's about the spiritual benefit. If we take that time 
to also include God in our walk. And that was a powerful thing. A lot of people got motivated, you know, over time we did this for three, four years, now they're getting into this other, in a more expanded version of InStep. And it was such a blessing for our church. We had over and over again, young people, youth, um, as well as older, you know, gentlemen, women, losing weight, uh, feeling better, and it became something that really motivated the congregation. And I think that that can be so true, and I'm seeing that with some of the churches that are participating this past year, how this can bring people alive, and not only physically, but spiritually. So this quote is true. Now, in terms of the physical, it's really true. You know this quote from Councils on Health, all who could possibly so ought to do what? Walk in the open air, right? Every day, not every other week, <laughs> summer and winter. Oh no, winter is too cold. I know some countries, some of you in Inter-America don't have this problem, but it says summer and winter. And then it says a walk, even in the winter, would do what? Be more beneficial to health than all medicine that the doctors may prescribe. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So she's talking about all medicine that the doctors may prescribe. What we see now is the science is proving this. That's why that book came out. Exercise is medicine. It's because we find that this helps with everything from mental health, like depression, anxiety. Uh, it's part of the treatment. And if you went through Dr. Nedley's class, you see how that's part of the treatment for depression, treatment for anxiety. It's good for your immune system. It's good for your heart disease, you know, blood pressure, cholesterol. I mean, you name it, chronic disease, inflammatory processes. It strengthens, um, you know, your, your immune system to fight disease, lung disease and whatever other infections that you may have. So it is better than any other medicine. Now, if I came to you and somebody was selling this wonderful cream, right? that cures all things and it's good that any medicine and a lot of us do that unfortunately in our churches we allow in health ministries people to come and sell products okay uh because it's a miracle thing it's so good oh it can be oh and i, I can name a name a ton of products that sometimes tries to get into people try to get in through health ministries in a church and i be careful with that don't allow that to happen in your health ministry. Don't allow people to come with, with uh, what are the, some of the names? Huh? Yeah, noni juice. Is it good? Noni is good? Maybe, you know? There's nothing really scientifically necessarily that proves control studies that look at noni and other things. But maybe the placebo effect helps. Maybe it does really help. But to come and sell it in your church as the cure-all thing uh, that's good for everything, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, here, we had somebody selling cream to lower the blood pressure. Right? And we had to ask, you know, because this is something we did purposefully. We did not, not want anybody selling any products here. Because, um, except if it's part of a, tr like, depression recovery, there are some vitamins and goods, things that are good for the brain, omega-3 and bars and things that, you know, Dr. Nelly uses, they're selling that. But everybody else, we really don't want people to be manipulated by health ministry directors and others who come in trying to use this as a door to sell things and make profit 
And really, that's manipulating this very vulnerable population, which is our, our members, who are there, you know, absorbing everything. Well, exercise is such a thing. If there's something that we can do that's good for just about anything, is exercise. From arthritis to, you know, infections to anything that you can think of, it's good. Now, the problem with exercise is that many times make it horrible, people make it horrible for others oops, to engage in. And I hope I have my thing here so I can show to you this video. How many have, um, I don't know, how many have rec recognized this, this video here? What's your thing called? Because I'm always using that term and this will be a lot of people. I don't know the name of that, but I think it is a um, something. It's called, <laughs> I think it's called a um, uh, speaker. Oh, oh, I got you. Have you seen this? Can we get more people to choose to use the stairs versus the electronic stairs? This is somewhere in, I think, Sweden? Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm. Look at that. He's thin. <laughs> Even the dogs go. It's real. Yes. This really happened. 66 more people than normal chose the stairs versus the stair the other uh, roller stairs. Look at that, how beautiful. Everybody taking the stairs. Nobody going through <laughs> the other one. So fun obviously can make people change behavior. Isn't that amazing? It's called the fun theory. Interesting. Uh, you know, we need to learn to make it fun. Problem is that, you know, sometimes um, we tell people, you got to do it. But, you know, something needs to motivate them. So with this initiative, we're trying to motivate people in a fun way. You walked it. The walk. And then a few years later, just three years ago when I was turning 50, I, I had not done exercise and I needed the motivation. So I said, I am going to walk all the streets in my town. Ah. So I got a map. It was, I blew it up 
I had my partner, and it was, you know, motivation for me to actually yes. do it. My son said, Mom, you're never going to do it. And I said, yes, I am. Of course, it came down to the wire, and I was out there with my umbrella the last couple of weeks to actually get it done. So then after that, I didn't do anything. So two years ago, I needed to get motivated again. I said, oh, what can I do? So my husband actually came up with the idea of, well, let's walk the equivalent of Uber from Cape Cod from here to California. Yes. So we, we did. We, we Collected your miles. Faithfully, it had to average 4.2 miles every day. So wow. For the year. Yes. But we did it. So Wonderful. A certain goal in mind, it makes it fun and a challenge. And this is so important. Thank you for sharing that. This is so true. So true. If you just say, oh, I'll do it. It doesn't, it doesn't really make it fun and motivating for people. But if you have a goal, and that's what we're trying to do with this initiative, is give people a goal. So, for instance, you can record, actually, the miles on the website, and that will track how you're doing. And we'll do that a little later on. Um, how you're doing every week, every month. You can set a goal like that to go to California. Actually, you can set a goal to go just about anywhere and back. And just one last thing. Is doing that's true. Said it is motivating, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, you're gonna hear today later on from Leah Scott, who is doing that in her conference as a health director with everybody in the conference. And they can track, and then she, they, they see the totals and they're reporting on our website so that we can get, the, the conference can get the credit and the church can get the credit. So the way, yes. Well, I heard somebody say that's called Nike Plus. There are many out there. I don't know if that's the one. I know, for instance, even for those of you who have an iPhone, there's a free app uh, that's called... Um, I downloaded on, on my thing. I think it's called GPS Plus, Pedometer Plus. Okay, GPS. Now, um, yeah, but you know, that there's a, a similar one that records a lot of information. My son bought his son a, a watch to, to keep track of all the stuff that came in a watch. Uh huh. I'll watch, uh, watches also do that. So that, that is a great way, a great way of doing it. This, um, this I, 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 in the iPhone is an uh, it's a app. It's called um, GPS Plus Pedometer. It's fabulous. It gives you a lot of information. It's free. So one of them is like 199. But actually, you don't need that because I can actually today we're going to be giving out pedometers for everybody who is here. So if you bought one, you can give this as a gift or keep this because that one may. That one may <coughs> break or whatever. Let me give all Yes, let me just move here. A couple of you. Can you give there for the ladies in the back? Okay, this is, the pedometer is very important because it helps to motivate people to keep track 
of their steps and really set goals. <laughs> yes, if you buy them um, in the table for the church, and this is what I did in my church, um, we actually gave them away as, as awards to people who are participating in the initiative. Since it's just inexpensive, it's a good way, and then you can, at the end, when you're giving the awards every quarter, just give them a pedometer, or even before, um, you can do that. Through us, I'm going to give you the order sheet. Um, but you, you can buy and order them here uh, at the booth, or you can order them on our website. Again, remember, everybody has this, right? Our website is right in the back, adventiststeppforlife.org. And we have these order forms here that I can pass out to you, any of you that want, because it has all of the materials for the initiative plus other books. It has the caps, the t-shirts, the pedometers. You can, huh? Well, if, if people want, you can pick them up here. Maybe not everybody will want them, but uh, if you want one, all right. So how do you do with this pedometer? Well, you open it up. Take it out, right? Okay, let me show you, let me just show you. So, see this little thing here? It goes like this in somebody's clothes, right? You have to hook it up like this, right? So, see, you open it like this, okay? You have to open it like that, and it protects you. So, if it's here, you simply do this so you can see what you're doing, okay? Now, <coughs> This is not the most accurate pedometer in the world. It's $7. A good pedometer costs at least 20. <laughs> but it's something that will keep you motivated. You're gonna see here, there is a mold. Mold, you're gonna have it in, first the calories spent. You're gonna have the kilometers, if those of you who are in Canada, Brazil, whatever. You have, the next one is the time. The next one is uh, the seconds and minutes, if you wanna track. And then you have the steps and then you have the miles, okay? So you can do that and you can reset it. And so when you wear it during the day, you can add those steps or you can add, you know, because you wanna capture all the steps during the day, or you can, uh, if you're gonna do say an hour of running a day, you don't wanna wear the steps the pedometer during that one hour that you're running. So count the steps before and after, but during that time, count the time. And I'll show you what you do when you report it. Because there is a, a activity chart here that translates any activity that's other than walking into aerobic miles. So say, uh, those of you, you got, some of you got this yesterday, right? Uh, for, say for, for instance, you're running. So uh, jogging. It says here that if you jog for 10 minutes in a moderate pace, that's worth a mile. So if I'm running 30 minutes, that's three miles worth of aerobic activity. And that's what I put in my log, three miles. And then you just you know, add. If you're doing basketball, playing basketball, you can look here, 12 minutes of a moderate pace basketball, it's worth a mile of aerobic activity. So if, how many hours do the kids play or some of the people? Two hours? 
you can encourage pathfinders, you can encourage others to track the minutes. Okay, I played two hours of basketball. That would be roughly, if you think about it nonstop, if they're playing every game, it's really eight miles of physical activity, you know? So they can get credit and then credit their club and their church for those miles. So we can create a lot of healthy competition to motivate people, again, healthy competition, just to get people motivated. Um, and then there's bicycling, there's backpacking, you know, swimming, you name it. We have even gardening here. Gardening is a wonderful exercise. And so, you know, you can use 40 minutes of gardening is worth one mile of aerobic activity. All right? So this is what you do. Now, if you do it online, you don't need to look here. You pick the activity, put the time, and it trans transforms that for you. All right? Now let's let's keep on going. So that's your that is your um, your pedometer, and if you need help, we can go over the pedometer later to see how to do it. Now, what is this moderate activity, um, and what are the recommendations? Well, here in the U.S. and pretty much around the world, these are the recommendations: 30 minutes at least of moderate activity at least five days or more a week. Some time ago, years ago, they used to say, oh, if you exercise three, three times a week, it's fine. You know, it's better than nothing, but the research is showing the best is five, at least five times a week and at least 30 minutes a day during those five times. Now, either you do that in a moderate level or you can do less time, like 20 to 30 minutes, a vigorous activity. What is vigorous activity? Vigorous activity is when you really can't, when you're exercising, you can really talk to other person because you're, you're breathing very intensely. With moderate activity, you can walk and talk moderately. You can even swim and do other things, but do it in a pace where, you know, you're not so short of breath. With vigorous activity, you're really taking deep breaths, right? Strength training should be also part of the physical activity. Some people think about walk, but they never do any strength or weight lifting or anything like that. That is important. Two to three times a week, that should be included as part of the exercise regime. We, it's very important to do it every other day, not every day consecutively because you can really stress out your muscles. You need to give it a rest. So when people are doing the weightlifting, how many do weightlifting here? Okay, good, <laughs> some of you. Uh, you know, you can buy those little weights at the stores, and even if it's two, three pounds, you know, start with low and just do a few minutes of a set, a set of exercises. And you can do that two times a week, three times a week, and that would be good to maintain your muscle. Uh, what, what if you change the type of um, uh, strength training that you're doing every day? Not you problem. Do every day, but you don't do the same thing. Oh, not the same muscles. For example, you do legs one day exactly. and you do your arm. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Yes. You just don't want to do the same. No, no. That's not yeah. Although ideally it would be good if you can do, you know, the whole set one day, give it a rest for your body and do another one. But. Uh, those of you who really want to start, I would recommend to get a trainer to really give you the exercises, do some testing of flexibility, etc. before you start. 
Um, so if you have somebody that can walk you through that to make sure of what, where you should start is an important thing. Now here are examples of moderate or hard or vigorous activity. So a moderate activity will be a brisk walk, three to four miles per, mi per hour, cycling for pleasure, not like running in the cycle, you know, bicycling running, but really for pleasure at 10 miles per hour. Swimming at a moderate level, like I said, where you can, you know, just maintain your swimming. Some of these conditioning exercises, such as stretching or weightlifting. Golf, carrying or pulling those golf clubs, you know, is a moderate exercise. Canoeing or rowing at a pace, you know, a moderate pace, like not really going too fast, but two to three miles per hour. Mowing the lawn. You know, for those of you who mow the lawn, not in, on top of the tractor and just letting it do for you, but when you're really walking, mowing the lawn, right, with the motor, then you can do it. That's a moderate exercise. Raking the, raking the leaves. I know for those of you who are not here in America in the, in the fall might not know what that means, but, you know, when all those, those leaves fall, who has to clean it up? The ones who are owners of the house so you get and you start to clean up all those leaves that is actually a huge exercise depending how you do it some people have heart attacks doing that as well as getting the snow out of the out of the the pathway so you know working in the garden it's again moderate types of activity yes well let's talk about that so walking is, is walking better than jogging all right the problem with jogging is over time there's a lot of pressure and um, uh, you know e knee issues that end up happening if, especially if somebody is jogging for like a marathons or for long periods of time people that are runners and they run every day and they run you know an hour a day eventually they end up having knee issues so walking is known as the best exercise is less pressure on your joints and your knees particularly uh, but you know some people choose to run or jog and do that not every day or do it you know in a way that eventually uh, you know they'll prevent injury but the fact is jogging if done consistently for a long time and if you have um, you know have not gotten your good calcium in time when you're young and all these other things uh, it can really lead into some some injury later on so we recommend if people that want to run and want to jog we recommend that you really take it slow and start to really watch for when you start to have some of the symptoms so that you don't push that too much and cause injury to the uh, to the joints walking you don't have that problem with walking and uh, you can do that with less risk of injury so I particularly tell my patients, I don't encourage them to jog necessarily or run. I encourage them to walk fast or walk briskly or do some of these other things, you know, unless they really want to run, that's fine. But then they need to be able to pace themselves so they don't create injury to their knees. Anybody else wants to add to it? For most people, walking is like the best exercise. Even for sick people or elderly people, it's like the most universal kind of exercise. But for young people, walking will not only walking will not maintain your muscles, so you need to do some strength training. And I want to add a little bit on the running or jogging mm -hmm. thing. Uh, if someone wants to start to run, you just don't get your shoes and go. Start running, exactly. You need to buy a very good 
shoes. You need to do strength training for your thigh muscles. Uh, you don't have to run every day, but run on a schedule and increase mm -hmm. your running time. You slowly. Every week, slowly. So running is not like, you know, just, okay. I'm I'll decide to run. I'm going to start running today. If yeah. you do that, you're going to start having injuries. There's techniques. There's a gear that you need to have. Yeah. Very important point. Thank you. And we talk about that in the website because actually there is a schedule um, samples on the website. If you, for instance, decide you want to, your church is going to have a 5K run walk. Usually we recommend that you do a 5K run walk so that you can allow people to walk or run if they choose to. So we have in our website a schedule, suggested schedule for somebody who wants to start, they never ran and they want to start running. So how do they start? How often? How many minutes a day? They need to give rest days in between until they slowly build up to a pace where they can tolerate that. I did that last year because I'm not a runner. I am not necessarily, and of course, as he pointed out, Strength training is good actually for every, every age, uh, particularly the young people because there's, you know, that time the muscles need to be kept up. But even if you're older, you know, you need to maintain the strength training two to three, three days a week. Um, but for you, if you wanted to really challenge yourself for more, a different level of fitness, you may want to say, I want to run a 5K. And this is what I did last year. So I had to start very slow, you know, just running, uh, first walking, getting some physical uh, strengthening to the muscles, then starting with 10 minutes. And then I would rest. And then I would go next the following week for 20 minutes, if I could tolerate, you know. And then rest every other day so the muscles could improve, you know, and, and, and be, be okay without injury. Stretch before, after, have good shoes. All these things are very important. But, um, you know, over time, it might take about three months for you to really be ready, depending on what kind of schedule you do, so that you are ready to run. And we encourage especially young people to do that and get their heart up there and, and, um, and, and be in this vigorous uh, level. Now here are some vigorous or hard uh, activities. Walking brisk, briskly uphill, not just flat, but uphill or climbing stairs. That is a more vigorous activity. Cycling fast, 12 to 16 miles per hour. If you do crawl swimming fast, or those exercises, racquetball, tennis, basketball, and running, as we just saying, it's more vigorous than just the fast-paced walk. Now, if you do those activities, 20 to 30 minutes the most, you know, because that's, that's what's recommended. Now, very important, medical clearance. As I mentioned earlier to you, it is, who has the book? Is the book, I mean, yeah, you're going to see towards the back of the book, the park queue, I'll show you online, the form that you need to download and print and give to members of your church if they're going to participate on whatever activity you're doing. Um, many people do not need clearance for physicians, right? Um, however, some do. If they are men older than 40 or women older than 50, who want to be in a vigorous, you know, run or be one of those vigorous programs, they need medical clearance. Or anyone with chronic disease risk, chronic disease actually diagnosis, or risk factors uh, for chronic disease should consult the physician or the healthcare provider to make sure that, you know, that program is safe, safe for, for them. 
So we have this, what we call a PARQ form, very simple. People just check some questions, and if there's a, any questions that they say yes, you should recommend them to go see a physician, right? It's on the website and it's on that little booklet as well. So nearly everyone can walk. Of course, we're, like you said, you know, we, we recommend that walking, for this in Step for Life, walking is a little more universal for people. Anyone can participate, it's safe, it's inexpensive, right? You can go outside and do it. You don't need to have a membership in a gym to do it. It's actually better if you do it outside in fresh air, sunlight. Creates uh, a, this uh, culture of, of, um, of fitness and, and values the activity uh, and health if you do it in your church. And encourages social interaction. So you can get a daughter and mom to walk together, the neighbor. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to reach out to our neighborhood, to the communities, you know, to the neighbor next door and see, you want to walk me? I'm starting to walk, you know, and then you can become, you know, develop more friendship with, with your neighbors. And you can do this with the church, inviting them to do that with others outside as well. So how do we get started? How many of you had a chance to go online to the website? Oh, how many did not? I want to see the hands of the ones who did not. Good. I should have asked you to bring your computer down here, uh, but I will walk you through the process today. You have to go to the website. What is the website? www.adventistinstepforlife.org Very good. Ad, it's not single Adventist. It's Adventists, right? The name of the initiative is Adventists because we are Adventists, right? Yeah. So Adventists are in step for life. So Adventistinstepforlife.org is the website right here. So once you register and you go to the website and we walk you through that, you will have your own personal page where you're going to record your miles. Now, if you want to become, or you can tell this to your church leaders, if you want to become a coordinator for your church, you have to click on be a coordinator for that site. Once you click on that and answer questions about your church, you will now become the one that will be the coordinator for your church in terms of in step. Why a coordinator? Because many people who do not want to go online and report will come to you. They're going to use this, for instance, and say, oh, I'm, let's say a 70-year-old said, I don't bother with computers. I walk every day, and I'm so cute. I should show you. I've been receiving some logs of like 80, 9 years old uh, people who are doing their walk religiously an hour a day, and they send it to me because their church probably doesn't have a coordinator. They're shipping it to us at the division. And I just go in, find their church, and just add it to them there. But uh, they need a coordinator in the church side, so they can give you these miles. And you can just once a month, maybe, once a week, whenever you choose to do it, once a quarter, go in there, just add up all the miles of those people. All they need to give you is the total miles or kilometers. And you can add that kilometers, miles, minutes in the site, and you will add the total miles for the church. They're not going to know who they are. You're not going to know on that total who are the people. Only those who register on the website can track their information there. But at least you have a lump sum, and people can keep their paper log to see how they're doing. Four of these a year because it's a quarter, right? Every three months is a full quarter. They can use here and convert the minutes to miles and use that. So the coordinator does that, reports for others who can't. So is there one 
website to register your church where you put the miscellaneous? No, we'll go through that. So remember, you go on the same website, you first register with your own account. Then if you want to choose to be a coordinator, right on the same page that you have on the upper right side, there's a link that says be an organization coordinator. If you, if you see that link, that means your church does not have a coordinator. So you could be one. If you don't see that link, means that your church already has a coordinator. So it may be someone who is, if it's not you and you're the health director, it might be the youth director. It may be somebody who is passionate about this and you know, we are telling people and you remember that little toolkit that we have, did everybody get a toolkit of the initiative? Right? Okay. So here in the toolkit, what we recommend people to do is to form a team in the church. Uh, let's move there, an Adventist Step for Life team. Youth director, you know, uh, you, children's ministry director. If you have a church school, get the principal, the person in charge of the church school. If you have um, ACS, now we're actually jumping into many other ministries. Disability ministries person, they want to be part of it. They're part of the initiative. The pastor should be involved because ministerial is now part of it. Um, who else? Uh, community services are part of it. So ideally, the church should make a team so that when you plan the events for Let's Move Day or anything like that, you have this team working together. But one of you will be the coordinator to do the miles. Yes. So there are many resources for coordinators on the website. And I'll go through those pages with you. Everything that we are, I'm showing this PowerPoint is on the website. You can show that in your church. Uh, everything, this toolkit is on the website. You can download it or you can order it. The logs are on the website. You can print them out. Uh, the, the big posters are on the website. You can print them out and even put your church name and the date of, say, let's move, that you're going to have an event, and you can print that out. It has the logo. You can print the logo and use it. We had churches that made their own, you know, big poster with the, our logo and whatever else they wanted to say. You can really use these resources. They're free. They're on the website. We're going to be sending it out again. How many of you received a package, if you are a health leader, in your church with this last year? Are you, how many health leaders we have here in America? Sorry, because this only happened in America. So, Okay, so you are the health leaders of your church since last year. Oh, okay, how about last year, 2011? So you did not see this package. Your pastor must have held this package with them because he went to every church. So now you know, so ask the pastors. You know, we address this to the pastor because the pastor, if there was no name, if your name is not in the books, you know, uh, because we know the names that are in the books. So usually we would say address to pastor or health ministry director. And we found that some people like you didn't get it. Many times the pastor collects all this mail and uh, it doesn't get to you. But now that you know about it, look, be looking for it. If you register on the website, the good news is we send emails to everybody that's registered. So when we're about to send the package, we'll say, we're shipping this, look for it. So you would know. That's why it's so important for you to register on the website. Well, I thought Canada was a part of the ad. It is. Good. So you were saying it doesn't go to Canada. Good, it does. Oh, no, no, I mean the U.S., that's right. I should say NAD okay. because it's Bermuda and Canada and U.S. Yeah. Yes, yes, oh. everybody. Yes, yes, sorry. Okay. So um, this is what the website looks like. We're going to go into that right now. The toolkit that I just showed you, I really encourage you. Did you, anybody had a chance to really read through it? 
I would encourage you to really look at this because it has everything we're going through here it's summarized in here and it has lots of resources of course we uploaded this on the website so you know you have this information but this is a way for you to really understand the scope of this initiative and what there are a lot of good tips here but it's on the website the pedometers which we just gave out you have that it is recommended that people start slow if they're not walking or doing anything first they, knew, they should wear the pedometer and just average how many steps they do without doing anything extra. Let's say if you do that, let's say they come out with 2,000 steps at the end of the day. That's really low, right? What is the amount that is recommended? 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps is what's recommended for, you know, a, a good healthy level of fitness. 10,000 steps a day. 2,000 steps is nearly equivalent to a mile. So if you do 10,000 steps, you're going to do on average four and a half to five miles, right? You can track the minutes or you can, as I said, track the kilometers and everything else. And the chart is on the website if you do it on the website automatically or it's on the, here on the uh, log, right? Now, if somebody is not walking and they measured at the end of the day, they only did 2,500 steps, Next day, they can start to do a little bit more, 3,000, 6,000, and then they can go slowly over a period of a couple of weeks to 10,000. Again, they need to stretch before, they need to prepare so that they can slowly move to that. So an average person walks one to two miles over a course of a day. That's like an average person who is not necessarily committed to exercise one to two miles over the course of a day. The goal is to slowly, gradually go to do four to five miles a day, which is about 10,000 steps. Did you have a question? Yes. Oh, how many steps for one kilometer? Let's do the math. One kilometer is 1.6 miles, right? More or less. One kilometer is about 1.6 miles. So, I mean, one mile is about 1.6 kilometers, sorry. So, if you do the math, about 1,200 steps, a little bit more, because of the, yeah. Now, the good news is, you know, if you were to use this chart, it only, yeah, here it gives miles, because you're in kilometers. You would have to use the website in order to have the conversion. You can put kilometers, and it will automatically convert to miles. But it said K. Okay? Huh? Are you sure it doesn't say K in here? It does. It does yeah. say kilometers there and miles. There are, yeah, there is kilometers in there in the pedometer. Yeah. So you can mark the kilometers. But it would be, on average, a little bit more. It would be about 12 kilometers, 13 kilometers a day. Yeah, I think. We can do the math here when we go online and, and get, you, get you the actual information. Yeah. So here is the log. It's a 13-week log, so it's about three months. And normally what we recommend is that, well, now we are already in February. But let's say, you know, you want to start this in your church maybe in March. Then you would have, you know, end of March, you prepare your church. We're going to do this. The spring is here. And so you launch a Sunday. You go out in the park and you launch this. You're going to have three quarters this year. So you can do April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. So you have three left. And you can start to get people motivated in the springtime to record their miles. 
this makes it fun because at the end of every three months you can give awards on our website we have awards printed for people that did up to a hundred miles during that three months they get a bronze award just print it out sign it and you can give it to them if you want to make it fun you can do what I did I bought like one dollar medals to give you can buy that and on the web actually no, on the website we have a link of a store where you can purchase medals uh, real medals bronze silver gold are real but you know the ones that are given out in school and um, and actually you can give that to people that really motivates people it was a dollar something you know two dollars is a good investment once every three months it motivates people you can give them a cap you know this is a little bit more expensive of course uh, what I did is I gave pedometer then I gave a t-shirt for those that were inducted in the 500 mile club because when people reach 500 miles you can give them an induction into the 500 mile club so I gave them a t-shirt right then if they were inducted into the a thousand mile club then now you can give them a cap this is our instep for knife for life cap uh, or you can now also give them a let's move day cap right and so we have some things you can order but you can give them always um, a, a little medal if they did between 100 and 150 miles during that time they get a silver if they did 100 to 200 150 to 200 they get what gold if they did more than 250 then they get platinum and this is online you can just print the certificate give it to people uh, and then some of these other things that if you have some budget, you know, it's very encouraging. This is what motivated my church when I did this. Uh, they can invite people, friends, family to participate and it really is important. Setting goals, as we said earlier, is very, very key. They need to be able to set some goals and uh, they can you can be very creative you can create teams in the church do women versus men you know and see how they do you can do whatever you feel like the youth uh, versus the um, older population so basically reporting um, is based on the honesty of the person that is of course yes of course you're not going to be the police checking did you really do two and a half? I'm going to watch you. <laughs> no, this is, of course, we're in church. This is based on people's, um, you know, truthfulness and, and, and their, <laughs> their moral values. You have to go by what they're doing. Now, of course, they're going to be recording it. And if you're catching this, you're going to see the totals recorded. But it's about their own benefit. It's on their own benefit to be truthful. Recognizing the achievement and downloading the award certificates is very, very, very important. Okay, well, let me stop here. Do you have any questions before we move on? I want to give you a little break since we are sitting for an hour and a half. Yes, hour and 15. How about what? What about us that's not from USA? Okay, I will tell you about that when we go online here, how to do that. Okay, any other questions? wondering about the, these awards we, we can order them directly yes we can do that and I will show you here it's actually free on the website you just download it and print them okay yeah the other question I have is you've got people that can become a part like they put their name and that in there are, are you having space for testimonies because I really liked her testimony I yes, we do. Put on the, on the website. website. We do. We have, you're going to see, our, when I show our website, we have a page that is your stories. Oh. And we put stories of people. We put stories of churches. 
what they're doing, and how people are responding. You're going to see a lot of stories for Let's Move Day, which is when people send a lot of stories for us. You're going to see pictures. You're going to see also news about it. But yes, we actually want to hear, and this is a good point because this website is meant to help you. If you have an event, send it to us, we'll put it in a calendar on the website. So people from across the division are able to see, okay, what's happening in Canada? You know, I, I'm here in Canada, I wanna go to an event, where is it? So they go there, they see that event that's happening on Last Move Day or whatever. So they can identify the events, and this is our hope that people like you will send us your dates so we can put it on there, okay? Do you want to stretch up a little bit, go for a drink water and come back? We're going to start back in apple. another... Have an apple. Have an apple. <laughs> we can start back in another five, ten minutes, okay? In the meantime, let me help answer any other questions here if you have. I can hardly wait to come home. Yes! You can go there and start this exciting, isn't it? They have a problem. What is the problem? They don't have in my size. They do. We don't have it here, maybe, but we do. We have 2X, actually. Yes. But um, it may be in the back. We have 2X in the back. Mm -hmm. They don't have it at Advanced Source. No. I have it in the back. Okay. So I'll get this one, for instance, this is large, but we have two X in the back. Okay, I can buy it. Okay. Yes, if sounds good. Yes, I'll bring it. I'll bring Thank it. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, you didn't get a pedometer. Where were you? In the bathroom? <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Oh, you were out. You are out. The airport, that's right. I see. Okay, you are being of service. Let me make sure your name is here. Yes, my name is there. The only thing is I have to sign yeah. So, let me see. Uh, I saw Mr. Giskert is here and here. And there was another person who came in. Vivian Brard. Did she come? She didn't come, right? Vivian Burart. I don't think she's here. Norma came. John Rowe didn't come, right? I don't think he did. And Vincent Wright. You're our Rutzel. I got you. So we're missing Vivian, John Rowe, and Vincent Wright. Okay. All right. Not really. Everything I'll show it to you, it's all online. Because we have webinars, but it's videotaped, but you can download and watch it online. Yeah. We're trying to put as much online so people can access it. So we really don't have a DVD or anything, it's, but it's all in there. You can use the, the uh, website as a good resource. Um, for the, the other side, so you have to just I pull it out. You know, when it's, this is on, you just open like this. Okay. This is kilometer. This is kilometers. Um, this is, this time. is the time. This, this is, is the second. Actually, let me do something. Yes. Yeah, this is, a, this is the second. So if you need to um, set, see? It starts to count seconds and milliseconds. Okay. If you this are walking. Time. This is time. But, but it's with milliseconds. Uh, when we walk, yeah. everybody has a step different yeah how to set the this is the sensitivity 
So there is directions inside here, this little mm -hmm. thing. It tells you where you should set, can you hold this for a second? Okay. Your uh, sensitivity depending on the size of your steps. So see, it says how to use the pedometer and set here. Step, um, st set step counts. So the pedometer can accumulate the maximum, da, 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 let me see here. Here, mode. Because they say the sensitivity of the instrument has been adjusted. To the, the optimum at X works. Don't Do not toggle the sensitivity adjustment. The if not necessary. Because this is normal for most people. Yeah. Okay? okay. Now, here. So it's already done. It's done. Uh, but I see here. It's used to adjust the sensitivity of the unit. Usually, it's adjusted to the best status when delivering from factory, which it is. Yeah. Please don't push this button unless there's a particular case. Some people who are who want it to be a little more sensitive, yeah. they they do that and they count. But you know, if you don't have really to, bad. yeah, it's not the most hyper accurate. But for a regular person, you see your size, it would measure your steps. You know, what it does, it doesn't measure the size of the steps. It measures the fact that you did it. Okay. So how many steps you yeah. did it? Okay. That's what it does. Because as you go up and down, okay. as you saw, you know it will <coughs> track it. Okay. All right. I have another question. Yes. You are you have in your division. Yes. The Canadian, they are speaking French. Yes. And how we can have some French material? We do have. I will talk about that. There, we have Spanish and French with these materials. Oh, yeah. The only thing we need to do is uh, translate the toolkit. I mean, we have posters in French. I'll show it to you. Okay. It's on the website for download. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. 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 Ooh, un año nuevo. New determination. Ah. You want for better health. All right. Because I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't find a catchy word for advancing step for life. You see. In step for life, can you say paso para vida? Step you know, vida. No, no, it's like um, a step for life. Yes, can I you know. say that? I probably I could. I, the, That's the how we're translating it in Spanish and French. Okay. It's paso para vida, which means in step uh, for life. No, step for life. I have to. Or have into to, life. I have. Yeah, is, you know the thing. You have to think. Keep thinking of a. A catchy word. Exactly. Yeah. And I was appointed in October. I didn't have much time, so I said, you know, I'm going to do something just to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. And then we did it on the 8th of um, January. Oh. And the next one, will be, we're going to do it quarterly, probably. Yes. Like a walk day for yes. the whole island. For the whole island, a walk day. At just the next one will be the 4th of March. Oh, good. So we're going to start improving, but the thing is... Try to get people involved, and, and that's basically. Sounds wonderful. If you send me the translations, I'll be glad to post it online. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, you're going to work Okay, on like for the posters, when we go now through the, the materials, mm -hmm. make note of those. If you can translate, send it to me, and I'll post it online so even your churches can download. Exactly. You're here. <laughs> Good. Listen, I just asked Jacqueline to put something together. Uh huh. And I cannot get it on here. I can't get it on. What do you mean? You cannot. Oh, you want to use? Uh, is it here? Yes, yeah, so it's on here. But I, for some reason, I can't. Take it out and put it back again. Sometimes. How's it going? It's going okay. I'm gonna just now um, let them. There it is. Yeah. 
So you want to save it, right? You're trying to save it? Right. Okay, so you click on there. It's not opening? Or this is already it? No, it's yeah. not. What? Click on that again. Why is it not opening? That's strange. Well, I can hook your computer up, as a matter of fact. I'm going to need oh, okay. to go anyway, so we'll hook your computer. We can we do it at 11 from 11 to 12? Because it's 10, 20. Oh, okay. Then, so come back. Yeah, then it, or you can stay if you want. But then I will leave, and then we can hook your computer up. I need to work on that paper. I'm not done. So I'm going to finish here. Because I'm going to help. I'm really not finished what I need to do, but I'm going to help Vicky today. So This afternoon? Yeah, this afternoon. Okay. So maybe I'll go on and work with her for a few minutes and then Okay, I'll and then come back. All right. Now, are we going to still, we're going to still do the pastors tomorrow? Yeah. So yeah. we'll have a little meeting with Ivan Tonight. He's tonight. on his way tonight. Yeah. Okay. So we'll try to meet. I hope to meet tonight with him. It'll be easier. Yeah. So tomorrow we just already know. Minutes. Yeah, it's just, not a long just, time. Just and then tomorrow we'll just see. But I think when I talk with him, uh, I was going to start first, um, uh, the first 40 minutes or something like that. Then I think he wants to go and then have you end. I think that's what we talked about. But let's talk tonight. Okay. You know what? If you can give me, it's just so that's why I was running late. One of the pastors just called me. He wasn't doing well. And he is doing so well. And he just really? When to come on here? Yeah, he was or tomorrow to for the pastors? Well, actually, to the pastors. Oh, for the pastors will be great. I was looking for that. I wanted, of course, Ivan will talk his own experience, but it will be good to, for the pastors to hear him. I don't know if he's going to say it, but he just he had, he had a stroke. He said, this is what he said to me just now. Leah, you are so right. If people want to get well, they can't. They have to want to. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. This is great. Okay. Is he available? If he can come on Skype, we can Skype him in. Oh, he's older? Okay. okay. All right. So how do you want to do it? I was just going to put the microphone on Oh. Well, can we call his cell through Skype? I can call his cell through Skype and people could hear him through Skype. No, he just he just answers on his phone. Oh, well then yeah. You know, we can call him through Skype. Okay. If we do it early. If we do it early though, cuz I need to leave with the computer. Unless you have Skype on your computer. I do. Can you open the um, the internet? Cuz some people are not able to open the internet. Because then you could try to see if you can try to call through Skype in the meantime. What do you mean? No. No, you can call any number with Skype. You just go on the call and dial the number, the cell number, whatever number you want to. They don't need to be registered. You're not going to call them through the Skype. You're going to call them only your Skype, you know, just doing the phone service. Yeah. Exactly, that's it. All right? So, are you in Skype? Well, are you in? You need to sign in first. Here. Okay. Oh, which? Oh, it's 15. Okay. All right. Let me uh, let me run and see if the boxes are here for those of you who ordered that. 
say your name, it's seven dollars, but it's it didn't say your name. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure the price. I thought maybe it was nine or ten or eight. I don't know. But if it's fifteen, all right. Let me go see if the boxes are here. Hey, Gail. How are you? Good morning, Ed. How are you? I am excellent. How are you? I'm great. Like I'm great. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for two. Okay. Um, Katia, it should be under my name. Okay. It was sent from the Full Play Diet. One of them. The other one is a FedEx uh, envelope. What, what is it? What, what is one is, I think it was from the Full Play Diet, I believe, should be the, I think, uh, Full, F-U-L-L, Plate Diet, and it's under my name, it's a box of, not probably not a big box, uh, box, and then I have an envelope from FedEx. FedEx envelope? Yeah, I think it's okay. FedEx, that should okay. arrive this morning too. Okay. Uh, I'll look them up, I'll find them, and I'll get them for you. Okay, I'm in room A, if you can, okay. if you find I'll them. I'll bring it to you. Okay, because it's for me to give them. Thank you, Ed. Hi, Oscar. How are you? Como esta? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Bien. Ah, sí, necesito de Good morning. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes. Is it possible? We just can't quite manage from the morning devotionals, which are excellent, to go all the way through to the end of the night program. Can we get copies of the evening handouts that we can't don't come to? Which handouts in the evening? Yeah. I, I think you just ask Pastor Finley because he's in charge of the evening meetings. So I think he has handouts, yes. Yeah, I tried last night, but nobody could find anything. Oh, okay. I would look for his seminar that he's teaching this morning and ask him. If you look at the booklet, see which seminar he's teaching, go to his room and ask him. Oh. That would be the best, because I know he has copies. He would, he would know. Oh, he, do, he knows, because uh, the people that are guests are coming in and they're getting them. All right, let's get started. Okay. All right, so... What we're going to do now, I wanted to go over with you and walk you through this. But first, okay, maybe I should talk about Let's Move Day uh, before that. Let me just go ahead and talk about Let's Move Day, and then we can go on and, and I'll show you everything on the website. So Let's Move Day, as we talked about yesterday, uh, or Monday, I think, is that one piece of Adventist Step for Life you know, the Adventist Step for Life is a big umbrella, the large initiative, right? Now, as part of this big umbrella, we thought of creating a day, one day in the year, where everybody will come together and do on that one day some event where people can be, you know, motivated from the community to participate. So we would get people to churches to plan a walk in the park or a 5K if they wanted to do that. A... Uh, uh, sports event with the pathfinders, go to the park, you know, the national park and do some hiking, whatever activity. But then not only for church members, but really each one invite a friend or a neighbor or, you know, somebody in the community to come. The ones that have done this the best 
are the ones that, like you saw in the video on Sabbath afternoon, they partnered with other organizations in the community. They went to their, whatever, the gym, the sports club, and said, can you send a trainer for this event? And we're going to have this, this, this. They did it for kids, of course. Um, you know, partner with the health department and say, look, we're planning this event on this day, last move day. It's part of the national initiative. Uh, we are Adventists, you know, and we're partnering with this national initiative and we'd like to have, you know, partner with the city in, in this effort. How can we partner? And I have, actually, I should probably bring the pastor. There's a pastor here who has done a beautiful job in his community. He went to the physician's offices. He went to the hospitals in the area. Not Adventist, because he doesn't have an Adventist hospital. He went to just about schools, university next door, and he made a contact. And then they created this wonderful um, program uh, for Let's Move Day with a lot of people involved. So it's the best way is to really partner. Or you can just do a walk, you know, if you want to do a walk and no, not a lot of things. Now, some churches decided to partner with other churches nearby instead of just doing that alone. So maybe you can have three or four churches come together and plan uh, an event. The only thing... I've seen both. Leah is going to be, our health director from Allegheny East is going to be speaking shortly. And they've actually, one of their churches partnered with a lot of churches of other faiths. They did a massive uh, program on Philadelphia on Let's Move Day. They got hundreds of people with the Baptists, you know, they just got a lot of people together. It's a way of making friends. It's a way of partnering. It's a way of really, you know, we lead, but others come along, you know. No, not really. Uh, you can ask that to Leah. She will tell you. I know that uh, Gwen Foster, are you familiar with Gwen Foster? Oui. Yeah. So Gwen is the one who organized this in Philadelphia. And she got a lot of other faiths involved. See, because a lot of the Baptists and some of the other faiths, they believe in health. And they actually would come out on their Sabbath, Sunday, <laughs> and do this. And so they, many of them did participate. It went throughout the day. So some of them came after their service, you know. Um, but, it's, uh, but at least Adventists, of course, you know, you can do this between, if you just want to do with the Adventist churches. The more we break our walls, though, and we invite people to be part of what we do, you know, that's not a big problem, well, you know. Our, that's our mission. That's our mission. But sometimes we are worried that we're going to compromise our principles. And, of course, we have to be careful not to compromise on our principles. But we have to, you know, there are many things we can come in common agreement yes. on. This is a fitness exercise thing. As long as they're not serving alcohol and they're hopefully not serving sodas because it's against, you know, have water, have fruits, you know, if you're doing a 5K or smoking. But normally people out there, even in other faiths, if they're health conscious, they think about exercise, the leaders usually know about smoking. You saw that lady who came here Saturday. She said, oh, my dad was smoking. Well, they all know smoking is not good. So people that are into fitness and health, they know smoking is not good. They know sodas are not good because not us, but the university, science is saying that. The country is saying that. So we can really be able to, this is the one thing, and that's why the health message is the right arm and is the opening wedge. Because it's the one thing that everybody can agree on, you know, if they are educated enough to know what the science says. So we can really bring people in without having to, you know, be afraid, oh, we're doing something that's not good. So don't be afraid. 
open your doors, break those walls, invite them in. And it doesn't have to be on your property. You know, it can be sometimes on their property, it can be in a park somewhere. Just you know, try to make those connections in the community with other faiths, with others, so that we can stop that knowledge. You know, as many of them see us as, oh, they think, remember that joke? Uh, there is a joke <laughs> that people went to heaven and uh, of course we don't believe in St. Peter or anything like that but there's this joke that talks about the fact that uh, everybody comes and um, one of them is taking a walk and sees that group isolated and say uh, so who are those and say, oh those are the Seventh-day Adventists they think they're here by themselves so don't 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 you know don't go mess up with them truth is God has a lot of his children that are that are out there and unless we reach out to them how are they going to know the full truth and so we need to be able to break our walls down and partner with some of them in in health initiatives it's a perfect way to do that yeah, that's right. Yes. And I, I would think it is an advantage that there's no money involved. Exactly. A lot of the health things are a 5K for this organization and that organization as far as fundraising. Yes. So it, it really makes it. Yes, which, you know, that's not a bad thing, you know. It's nice to have people not feel obligated to open To have, to, exactly. And if you want to, I know like some people are using this, if people want to donate, it's not obligated. They can donate for, let's say, a fund for a youth program for health, for youth, you know. If you want to do that, you can, but it has to be used for purposes related to this initiative. Not to build the church temple. Oh, we're getting funds to build the church, so let's do this 5K on that move day, so we can people do donate so that we can. It has to be related to this effort of getting our families and kids healthier. And you can do that, not for profit, not for that, but it's good. You said you had a good point. It's so good when you say, no, just come for free. You don't have to pay. Of course, if you're doing a 5K and you're going to give T-shirts and you're going to give water and food, normally people pay a 10, 15, $20 fee. People, runners, people that participate normally, they are used to paying a registration fee. But that's nothing, you know, compared to $500 of donation or whatever it may be. So it's something that we hope that every church in the division, and again, this is an initiative here in NAD, but you can take these ideas out to your division. We hope that as many churches as possible will be participating on Let's Move Day. We are partnering with our schools. I told you about our schools, and tomorrow we're going to focus more on, um, you know, curriculum available for schools and how to reach kids. Could be used in churches too, but how our schools are doing. We have here, for instance, the Active Lifestyle Awards that are related to the schools, and they can also help organize a 5K or, you know, a walk to school. What we're launching in the division this year, which we did not do last year, is we're doing a Let's Move Week. Because when we talk to our um, union and conference education superintendents, they said it's so hard sometimes to plan something for the schools on Sunday. Because Sunday school is closed and teachers to come in and you know, kind of mess up some of their schedule. So they would like to be able to do things during the weekdays as well. So they suggested, can we have do something during the week? And so we launched this year, besides the Let's Move Day, which is when? September the 25th. Very good. 23rd, right? 25th was last year. This year is 23rd. Uh, we're also going to start the week. 
So it's going to be let's move week from the Monday through the Saturday. And guess what? What you can do is if you choose to as a church, you could hold, have that be your health week. Maybe hold meetings in the evening for people in the community. You go and you do your 5K or your walk or whatever on Let's Move Day. Invite the people to come to the church for more health lectures. You can do the lectures that are done here or you can do following, uh, following Let's Move Day. So you can then have every day, you know, the, the uh, every evening, the program's going on, and you can then be able to, you know, invite the community into that, for that. Could you give the, like you did here on this Sabbath afternoon, they gave a, the, the, uh, you can. the uh, what would you call it? The, the, la the, the topic, the lectures, whatever. No, for they gave out a, the gift. Oh, they gave a little they gift. hands with. Down, down oh, the awards. the awards. Yes, you could. If you think about it, actually, September is the end of a quarter, right? So on the very last Sabbath of this Let's Move Week, which is September 29th, it will be the end of the third quarter if you're doing from the beginning because October, November, December is the last quarter of the year. So you could recognize the people who are active for that quarter. On that. It's an excellent idea. I didn't think about that. It's good enough for here. It should be good enough for our places. Of course, exactly. So actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, the people that were invited here were from Washington. They were. Yeah, actually they are available. That's why I said partner with your local city health department. Yeah. Maybe the direct, the health department chief can come, you know. Our mayor is way overweight. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a good motivation. Maybe by coming to the program, you'll get motivated. So we're getting our schools to participate. As you can see here, they can do biking to school day, celebrate walk to, uh, to school day. That's here in America, that happens in October. That's the time where they do that. Uh, there's a healthy living week that schools can do, uh, or you can do it in a church. You can start a community garden at school and even have a uh, fitting site at the school level. Now, we, are, we have today with us someone who is, I mentioned to you, she was from uh, the uh, Orlando Junior Academy. And she's the vice principal, Anna Atkins, and the principal is here as well. Okay, good. And uh, they're going to be, um, for a few minutes, sharing with you the wonderful things that they are doing here. Tomorrow we're gonna to learn from Dr. Falls and her team who actually developed the, the, the curriculum that they're using in some of their materials and, and their programs. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons please visit www.audioverse.org <laughs>